0: Savings products insured by NCUA. Investment products are not insured. Not obligations of Navy Federal and may lose value.
1: The best conversations I have with my colleagues are the ones that happen when no one is looking. When we're not 100% sure yet what to write. Hopefully, having conversations like this can help you figure out your own point of view. That's kind of our job as Washington Post opinions columnists. I'm Charles Lane, Deputy Opinion Editor. And I'm Amanda Ripley, a contributing columnist. We're going to bring you into these conversations on a new podcast called Impromptu. Follow Impromptu now, wherever you listen. Welcome to this day in history class from howstuffworks.com and from the desk of Stuff You Missed in History Class. It's the show where we explore the past one day at a time with a quick look at what happened today in history. Hello, and welcome to the podcast. I'm Tracy V. Wilson, and it's January 8th. Carl M. Baer was legally recognized as male on this day in 1907. Baer was born to a German-Jewish family in 1885, and after his delivery, the midwife said to his mother something along the lines of, Congratulations on the birth of your lovely daughter." But the midwife had a different conversation with Carl's father, saying that this newborn baby's body was ambiguous and that it wasn't clear whether she should call the baby male or female. Today, we might have described him as intersex. So the family went to see a doctor and ultimately decided that when they registered Carl's birth, they would register him as a girl and give him a girl's name. But as Carl grew up, he had a very clear sense of his own self. He later described himself as a boy who was being raised as a girl. In his own writing, he said, quote, one may raise a healthy boy in a womanish manner as one wishes and a female creature as mannish. Never will this cause their senses to remain forever reversed. And his growing up was not easy at all. He was expected to play with girls, but he didn't feel like a girl. And the girls also seemed to suspect somehow that he wasn't one of them. Not only did he not like most of the pastimes that were considered to be appropriate for girls, but the girls in his community excluded him from playing with them. His behavior and his interests, and as he grew into a teenager, his appearance and voice were more in line with what was expected of boys than what was expected of girls. In 1904, at the age of 19, he moved to Hamburg. He studied sociology, he started working as a social worker, and was also part of feminist organizations, including campaigning against the trafficking of women. He was also active in the Jewish service organization B'nai B'rith, That same year, he started introducing himself to people as a man, and he changed his dress and no longer tried to hide his more masculine physical features. And then in the midst of all this, he was injured in a tram accident. When he was taken to the hospital, doctors immediately noticed that his ID did not match the name or the gender that he gave to them when he was admitted. They ultimately contacted Magnus Hirschfeld of the Institute for Sexual Science, which was a research institute, a medical facility, and an advocacy organization for what we would describe today as LGBT rights. Hirschfeld described Bayer as a case of, quote, "...erroneous sexual attribution." He and other doctors at the Institute felt that Bayer would benefit from having surgery. It's what we would today describe as gender affirmation surgery. After receiving hormone treatments, Bear had a series of surgeries starting in 1906, and this made him one of the first people to have surgery for this reason. On January 8th of 1907, he was legally recognized as male and was issued a new birth certificate. That same year, he published a semi-fictional autobiography called Memoirs of a Man's Maiden Years, and he published that under the pseudonym N.O. Body. But it was widely known that he was the author of this work. On October 10th of that year, he got married, although his wife died of pneumonia about a year and a half later, and he got remarried later on. Baer continued to work as a social activist in Berlin until 1937, including becoming the director of the Berlin Lodges of B'nai but then in 1937, he was captured by Nazis and tortured. After settling his affairs as quickly as he could, he fled Germany and moved to what would later become Israel. He lived a quiet life there as an insurance agent, and he died in 1956. Thanks to Casey Pegram and Chandler Mays for their audio work on this show. You can subscribe to this day in history class on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, and wherever else you get your podcasts. You can tune in tomorrow for a modern version of something that had existed really for a lot of history.
0: From BBC Radio 4, Britain's biggest paranormal podcast is going on a road trip. I thought in that moment, oh my God, we've summoned something from this board. This is